should you go see The Warriors on Tuesday, August 14th at Live at PJ's 102 South 1st, 10 p.m. with doors opening at 9. Hosted by WCBN-FM and No reason. I just like doing things like that. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, You mean stiletto heels? Whatever, they take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. And welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Oh my gosh, July 25th, 2007. I know, July is uh, just about over. Oh my gosh. Seriously, right? So it feels like it's been forever for you being in the studio lately. I know, I know. Last week I was was on site. You were. I was like, I was like, where in the world is Matt Lauer? (laughs) Except I was just down the street. Exactly. Yeah, last week was Art Fair. Actually, Art Fair ended on Saturday. It did. And I am still recovering. No way. I'm so so weary. Really? We don't say that we're tired. We're, yeah, well, we're you're weary. weary. <laughs> we're so we I'm so weary just because it was such a big endeavor. It was fun, don't get me wrong. Now you didn't have to work the whole thing to do. Well, on and off, you know. Okay. You no, know, you know. So, so we don't none of the other offices helped out. No, no, and... no, the offices helped out great. It was just okay. you know, coordinating and making sure everyone was where they needed to be gotcha. and, and very meticulous. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're where you are today. That's in, in the studio with you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Exactly. So, um, no, wait, what was that, that, that <laughs> look you two, uh, <laughs> um, so it was, uh, I'm glad that it's over for a year. Ah, oh, you're that weary. Yeah, I am. Oh my god! And you gosh. know, this year for the first time I actually get to walk around the different art fairs I usually oh, don't get yeah. to. Yeah. And I saw some stuff that's really cool. Like Absolutely. some stuff that if I had like. If I could drop five thousand dollars, absolutely, absolutely, I, I would totally purchase. But you know what? The other thing is that I really like about Art Fair too is that they they know their the the artists know their audience. Mm. And there was a, a story of where a friend of mine um, was buying some art um, from this cat fancy place or whatever, and cat art. It was cat, yeah, type of art, art of cats. Well, or? it was like apparently she she makes pillows and and various uh, cat toys, and then she grows um, organic catnip. catnip. Mm-hmm. And so she creates these various Sweet. objects and various uh, fun toys or whatever, um, along with other various cat items. And apparently, while she was making change, she gave her like a 20 for like a $9 item. And instead of giving her a 10 and a 1, she gave her a 100 and a 1. And the, per- and the friend just you know trusted and didn't look and just put it in her purse. Well, when she got home, she was devastated. Like, oh my gosh, I have 100 Like She gave me $90 more than I should have gotten. So she was looking for an art fair. Now, this was uh, Wednesday night. Uh She went looking for it on Thursday. 
she wasn't at her booth at that time. So then she went on Friday. Again, they moved, they moved the booth or something. What? Something happened. So she's like, where? So she started asking around. And oh, well, she was selling it for this. She's in the same location. She was just selling it for the same artist that's like two or three doors down or booths oh. down. So she went there and, of course, found her. And um, her dad apparently is the artist, and this is just her side hobby she does every summer. And she said, "I need, uh, um, I need to give you something." And she goes, "I know what it is, like this." And she's like, "What do you mean you know what it is?" I told my dad that I have such trusting, um, trusting clients, I could that I can trust them with my life that they'll bring it back. Wow! And, and her dad apparently was right behind her and was like. I never thought I'd see you again. That's amazing. Isn't that something? Oh. And she just had this. She says, nope, before the art fair is over, I know my, my customer will call me back or send me a check in the mail and it's waiting for me at my house now. She was like, I that know. That is amazing. You know? I know. So, Warm fuzzies, courtesy of a art fair. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's like, there's That there's almost counteracts all the t- the slow-moving tourists. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Exactly. Almost. And then no parking and the Ugh, traffic yeah. and the... But, so, you know, I love art fair. I... I, I I just I mean and I just I I don't really go for the artist I go for the performance artist the performing artist the the classes that are going on kind of thing and I just and I am one of those I mean I on the on the the different degrees of uh, outgoing versus uh, uh, extrovert versus in, introvert uh-huh. you know that uh, oh, what is that called the Breyers no oh, Myers Myers Briggs indicator the yes MBTI. exactly yes apparently you get fifty points on either side and I'm like fifty points extrovert surprise really surprise you know that I'm such a wallflower and yet I have these right. uh, characteristics <laughs> <laughs> you know that I am actually an introvert <sighs> I believe that totally I totally believe that do you believe it or you... absolutely yeah I am I am yeah I'm, I'm I think I'm what's called a learned extrovert. I oh okay, that's a way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, because I I have a I I feel that from you with your the way. You, okay, we're getting really esoteric here, mm-hmm. but your energy is very much that you struggle to be such an extrovert. I really feel that. Uh, I do yeah. struggle with a lot. Yes, you do. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm see like that glance Dolly. again. I'm like Dolly. <laughs> She's been through so much, and one day I too hope to build. Uh, a, an amusement park themed after me. Yeah. In my little town. Oh, Vey, what kind of amusement park will that be? <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. Uh, so, um, so did you do anything besides art fair? Did you get to what? Like, what do you do to recuperate? So being an introvert and now the Ann Arbor art fair being such an extroverted type of activity. I sleep and I hang oh, out with my dog. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What's your dog's name? I forget. Dino. Dino. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I brought him into work and my co work has got to see him oh wow yeah he's fresh oh my goodness absolutely absolutely oh my god why would he be any different i mean it's Uh, your dog and it's loving and caring from you and oh you're giving me this eye no 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 i'm like (laughs) what did you do with my dog Uh, yeah (laughs) exactly so um so i remember when we talked last there was this thing going on with the board of commissioners yes exactly i called on it today because you know i really was i was totally surprised that this was even even up for vote and that it was even a concern that the triangle foundation and the washington rainbow action project and i was getting emails from everybody in town going you must show up to the, the commissioner or the county commissioning meeting 
Boy, I still didn't say that correctly. But anyway, the uh, uh, the board the, of commissioners. Uh, thank you, okay. thank you very much. And um, they apparently the up for vote was that they were thinking about taking away the the benefits for wow. county employees. Wow. Um, that were not um uh they, excuse me that um were same sex couples, and so they were going to take away all those domestic partnership benefits. And luckily, this morning or this afternoon, I was able to track somebody down. Um, and they were able to say, oh. Oh, yeah, don't have to worry about it. They they totally took oh, care of it. Oh, good. And um, it wasn't even, like, it was, like, not even apparently a thought. It was just like, okay. oh, well, of course we would do this. Well, you know. And well, then way we... to show up, Ann Arbor. Good job. Absolutely. So, once again, Washington County comes through. So, right. absolutely. So, it's been really kind of a, an exciting uh, week. So, so um, yeah. So, you know what I was thinking? Uh oh. I know. We're just scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, I um, I saw uh, on Conan O'Brien. Oh. Did you hear about this? No. About Adam Sandler and Conan O'Brien? No. So, on Conan O'Brien, Adam Sandler was on, and, you know, they were joking around. And Adam Sandler's new movie with Kevin James. Right, right. Uh, I now, I now pro- pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. He was out promoting that. And so, Adam Sandler. Um, uh, introduced the clip and Conan played gay porn (laughs) as like a joke or whatever right (laughs) but apparently Conan's getting in trouble what because he didn't have um, like trademark or like copyright like he didn't have permission to show said adult movie so so I don't know what's going on there yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, was it like a like was it like a Falcon type movie or was it like one of those low is. budget? No. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> um, I don't know what the quality of said movie was. Okay. But, but yeah, but you know, I thought it was funny. So. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. What a great. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it, I think even David Letterman did that too. Um, um, our boys from Brokeback Mountain. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So that he did the exact same thing, oh and it gosh. was just like, oh my word. So it's a, uh, it's interesting. I mean, it, <sighs> I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I said I'd reserve judgment. I Which just one? Chuck and Larry. Oh okay, got ha, it. Ha, ha. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> so I haven't seen it, um, but you know, maybe it's worth talking about. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think we should. You know, maybe we should do that maybe even tonight. Tonight? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, let's take Do we like, have anybody we could possibly even talk to about it? Yeah. I think uh, Kevin Correa, I think, is coming in. He's from the Office of LGBT. Oh, I love him. him. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, let's, I don't know if we have a sound clip or anything. Yeah. Okay. So. So should we play that when we come back from break? Yeah. Okay. No. Let's play it right now. Okay. Or not. Just kidding. Okay, we'll so, do our own impressions. We'll do our own. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen the movie. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, Don't. so Kevin. So, Kevin, you, you got here so quick. <laughs> no, I'm kind of fast. It's my gaydar. Yeah. <laughs> you are a lousy best friend and a stupid, ugly husband. For the record, every time I laughed at one of your jokes, I was faking it. You're a monster. So that's that's a little tiny short sound clip from I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which just released this past weekend. Yes, and it had the biggest box office. It of did all movies. number one, thirty five million. I can't believe it beat out Hairspray first of all, and Harry Potter. Well, yes. Harry Potter's been out, so exactly. But um, Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and the premise, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's these two firefighters, and one of them, Kevin James, has 
uh, children. Yes. And wants to get them insured or something. Well, he wants to have them receive the benefits. The benefits. Of any, uh, I guess, and like a so life insurance. if he wants to do it, he needs to pretend he's like in a domestic partnership. Not really. Okay, give me the lowdown. What's the deal? Okay, so before we start anything, kind of thing, I wanted to make sure because I don't want it to be like accused of being a spoiler here. Um, so, because uh, uh, I think Kevin and I are going to be probably talking about a lot about the movie. So, if you are planning to go see it and you do not want the spoiler or anything like this, but um, we're going to be talking about this till about like six thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can like turn your radio now, or you can fast forward your iPod, um, uh, to half uh to the half hour mark or thirty minute mark. Um, and uh, tune in again, and we'll be talking about another great event that's going on this week. Right. Okay. So, so with that caveat, um, the situation is is that, um, from my understanding, Kevin, uh, no, Kevin James, um, he has two children, and he wants them to receive life insurance benefits, but he can own, but his wife died, and. Within a year of her death, he was allowed to either he was allowed to change the beneficiary either upon death, uh, marriage, or divorce, and he or had, birth, birth, or birth. Yes. Okay, that's right, or birth. And none, and since he waited over a year to make any changes, he now could not be able to do any changes unless. He got married. He, he got married. Ah. And so that's where Adam Sandler comes into the picture, and, and because he's the only one that he can trust. Exactly. To take care of his kids in the event of his death. They're best friends. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, even though at the very beginning of the movie, I was very concerned about him taking care of the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I know, right? (laughs) Being the ladies' man that he was at the very beginning of the movie, I really was concerned. Oh, so it's set up like he's the ladies' man. Oh, yes. I mean... And they're firefighters, right? Right, right. So, he was Mr. February on the fireman calendar. Oh, my gosh. He has a a new supermodel every night at his place. Oh, my. (laughs) That kind of thing. Maybe even two or three. He's not that attractive. (laughs) Well, I mean... All right, all right. And that's the the premise of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that was... um, So, but, I mean... So I have to admit, I did not like the movie at all. I didn't think it was good for the community, the gay community. I did not think that it was the movie at all was um, positive um, in... At all, I just I, there were so many different things that I don't like about it. And tell um, us why, Dan. And didn't the movie get panned? Wasn't it like? Didn't people say it was a horrible movie? Well, it was approved by Glad. Yeah. Oh. Which is the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Thank you very much. And that is exactly why I think we're talking. Why I brought it up is because against def- defamation is are we just talking just against gays and lesbians are we talking about the fat phobia that was in the movie the the oh. um sexist um the racism the i mean there were so many things in the movie that i was like so offended by that it just overrode everything else even the uh, there was a couple good points that i have to admit i did tear up um, you did? i did there was a yes. couple of them, yeah. how can you say those things and be like i cried there because, some heart warmers oh absolutely Absolutely. Because there were situations that I felt that were like real. It was like if you don't ever have, you've never ever experienced it before, um, and then you're put into that situation, it's like, oh my gosh, you finally get it. And it was a great portrayal of some of the hate that actually does really occur that we deal with every day in our lives. So, mm-hmm. so were like they were they uh, targeted? Like were Chuck and Larry like targeted? 
well, okay. So there was a there was a few things that did happen, and that, that when they first they were like, at the very beginning of the movie, they were loved by everybody. They were mm-hmm. a guy's guy. They were, I mean, there was apparently a scene even in the beginning where these twins were fighting over Adam Sandler. Yes. Um, and so I mean, so he apparently they were the very virile, masculine, um, macho men, and. Um, and then when they came out about the fact that they were now getting married or they were coupling and they were uh, a gay couple, they did experience a few things. Like, for instance, like um, uh, they were playing basketball at the very beginning of the movie. And apparently once they announced that they were gay, they refused to play basketball with them or do a pickup game. Really? Because Adam Sandler's a little hands hands on when he's doing his, the defense and stuff. A little and, too aggressive. Right, right. Um, they were afraid to take showers with them, and there was, of course, the dropping of the soap issue, mm-hmm. which I was hoping one of them would actually bend over, but, you know, because there was a couple cuties in there, but, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, go ahead, bend over. Um, and um, what else was there? There was also, oh, then there was also the... Um, uh, where, well, the one thing that did touch me was like after the the big party or the big dance, mm-hmm. um, and they were like all leaving and everything was great, and then suddenly the religious right was right outside the door and yelling and screaming, and it really oh, do they have a wedding party? No, there was a um, uh, there was a point like a benefit I think that they were invited yeah, to. This is like a dance. Yeah, yeah, like at the local community center, and um, so they went to it because they were invited. There's another part where the attorney for them and Adam Sandler tried to hook up and things like this. And so he wanted to go to be with her. And uh, she said, well, bring your partner. And so James had to. So why do you like it then? What, Kevin, what did you like about it? Well, it's funny. Before I get into that, that was actually the scene you mentioned was one of the scenes that I didn't like. Ah. Because, see, what happens is so the bigots are out there protesting with their signs uh-huh. and, you know, saying the effort and things like that. Yes. And so Adam Sandler gets into a face-to-face confrontation with them and winds up punching the guy out. Right, right. Which I think people like, but I didn't like that part because it felt for me like, oh, here comes the heterosexual guy to stand up yes. for the gay community that can't defend themselves. Yes, yes. So that I did not like. Yes, um, I totally agree with that. Yes. What I do like about the movie, though, was I feel like it spread a very good message that needs to be heard, and it did it in a way that was non-offensive and was very accessible um, to a straight audience that might not know anything about gay issues. Um, I'm thinking of a Spike TV type audience. Right, right. Um, very sexist audience who may, may not even know an out gay person in their lives, has not thought critically about gay issues. Um, and it comes from someone that they like and respect, Adam Sandler and Kevin James. So, Which I, th- I, I do agree. I, liked it. I think that they are. Uh, they do have a they're they're using their power that they have or their influence in the community to be able to 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 talk about things like this. I I I thought that was a great move on Adam Sandler's um uh, uh side. I mean, for him to take his power and say, "Look, this is what I need a a twenty something audience, straight audience." And I was even looking around the the, the theater, mm-hmm. and it was and I was making some assumptions. I will admit there was like there was coupling of men and women coming in, the cutesy woman and the and the very masculine mus- muscular, you know. Uh, and I'm going to be very stereotypical with this description, but, you know, mechanic, you mm-hmm. know, uh, construction worker type guys coming in. Or there were groups. This is the part that I thought was I started giggling to myself is like these these very young teen uh, males coming in in groups. Like there was like 10 men. Like high school. Uh, yeah, it was like, but they're all men and mm-hmm. they're coming to see a gay flick. I thought that was very funny. I just. But would you call it a gay flick? 
Uh, well, um, depends for the, on how you define that. Yeah, dep- uh, depending on how the, we discussed this tonight. Yeah, exactly. It was a very. Um, I don't think it was a a movie really for a gay audience, which I think is where a lot not. of the criticism is coming from. Right. Because the gay community, the LGBT community, is so critical and has such incredibly high standards for movies right. that depict them. Um, I think they need to first understand that, hello, this movie's not for you. This movie is for Adam Sandler fans, for fans of Spike TV, you know, that sort of straight right. crowd. I would agree with that. Who likes that, that sort of humor. Right. I think that demographic was definitely the audience, but <laughs> I don't know if um, if, LGBT, if if gay people have that high standards for movies. I mean, look at all the... Not oh come on, Wizard! Oh, uh, the the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the uh, Sound I mean, of Music. Those, I right? mean, come on, you know, no wire hangers. I forgot what movie that is. Um, Mummy Dearest. Mummy Dearest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, okay. those are high standards. <laughs> so, so again, I haven't seen it, but I feel like aren't we over like jokes about like, um, ooh, guys kissing guys, ha ha ha. Like, aren't we over that or? I don't think this crowd is. No, and I think not that's at all. the crowd that because I was listening also. It was one of the. I really felt I was really working because I was also listening to when the audience laughed, mm-hmm. when they didn't laugh. Um, it was a very interesting. It, it was. It was. Um, I guess the part that was that started off for me, it's like okay, if because one of the things I was thinking about comparing it to, um, in like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, where they focused mm-hmm. on one issue and they stuck with that one issue, and um, and actually, like moved with the you know with the topic or exploring that one particular topic. What I what I didn't like is that they they were homophobic, sexist, racist, all that stuff at the beginning of the movie, but at the end of the movie. They just were not homophobic anymore. They were still sexist, uh, racist, and you know. And uh, so I was like, so didn't they get the whole picture of how being huh. different, you know, really, um, or yeah, d- isn't something to be made fun of, or isn't something to be, um, or that it is something to be celebrated? I guess is huh. what I'm trying to say. And so I, that's where I, I, I became very. It was very disgruntled with the movie. I was just like. Wait a minute here, you, and especially the the when they started off with the fat guy that they're rescuing from the building, and he's like, oh, he's he was oh, like, yeah. you know, five six hundred pounds. I've never been in been out of his bed in five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go to rescue him, and they and they started making all kinds of fat jokes, all kinds of well, why don't huh. we cut? Can we you know cut you up and then maybe put you together when we get you out of the building, take you out a piece at a time? Uh. Um, you know, only fat people like the worst thing you wanted to happen is to have them land on you and then fart in your face. I mean, it was just one of those things of just like, oh my gosh, people, please, you know, uh-huh. are we? Pa- I mean, are we past the men kissing each other, the fart jokes, the but not in this audience? I think that was the other part that. No, this audience is coming to see all those kind of... If you're going to laugh at one type of joke, you know, the homophobic jokes, you're probably going to laugh at the sexist Mm -hmm, jokes and the mm -hmm. racist jokes. I mean, that was one of the things that I, in the middle of the movie, I had to start accepting or realizing, like, you know what? Are they really really going to make that that, uh, uh, transition? Hmm. But I do think there was a change in Adam Sandler's character in, in regards to the... Um, the sexism. So he's a, a big womanizer, right? But then he sort of falls in love with the Jessica Biel character, and he learns to respect women and sort of changes his ways. So I do but think he changes there. But how did he respect there. women at the end? Well, just how did he res- indicate that to you? That was the well thing. for me. It was like just the way that he communicated with her, the way that he treated her, the way that they interacted. Um, sort of the compliments that he paid to her, sort of complimenting her on her her brains and not just you know her body, things like that. Mm. 
And then there is a moment, too, where Kevin James tells Adam Sandler, you know, I don't really appreciate the fat jokes. And Adam Sandler's like, oh, really? I thought you didn't mind. And he sort of learns that, too. Huh. Okay. But that, but when, but what was the thing that made him change that thought about, I guess because it was only one line mm-hmm. and that, I mean, they, the very ending was very quick. It was. I they mean, it was it like they time. wrapped it up in like five minutes. Well, and... what happened? So do they stay married? No, <laughs> no, no. So spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're at this like court hearing, right? To, to decide whether or not they're gay, which is ridiculous in and of itself. Yeah. So wait, 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 wait. Yes. wait. There's a court hearing to decide whether or not they're gay. Yes. yes. Okay. Because the, apparently there was an issue that a, people have done this before to be able to get benefits from each other, so they've acted gay. Uh-huh. And apparently the the government has not uh, has frowned upon it, and so therefore they are finding and people putting people in jail for it. Okay. For faking gayness. Right. Yeah. For fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I took your story. Yeah. So where were we? All right. So they're at this court hearing, right? And so they're they're trying to prove that they're gay and they're trying to prove how well they know each other and things like that, which I think was actually really great because one of the, the side things that is shown in the movie is that straight men can have really intimate, close, affectionate relationships and, and friendships with each other. And that doesn't mean that they're gay. They're sexual, right. So it sort of gives permission for, I think, for straight men um, to act that way and right. to be really close. And, and, and that and part was kind of cool how they made the transition. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, they're asking them questions about each other and how well they know each other, and they're doing great. And sort of the last test is whether or not they can kiss in public. Um, and so they're about to kiss, and then Dan Aykroyd comes in, and he's like, I can't allow this to happen. These, these guys are, you know, they're Who's straight. Dan Aykroyd? He's their boss. Oh, uh, does like he know about the whole thing? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, he, told, they, they, he didn't want them to tell him because then he would be implicated in it right. and be fine. So he basically told him, told them, I don't want to know, but this, I, I feel this is what's going on. Go ahead. There's more to it, though, at the end. Oh, so then what happens is that, <laughs> more spoiler, is yes. what happened is then um, each one of them, like, for instance, in, like in In-N-Out, uh, the movie In-N-Out, where oh, they each all one of them stand say, up like, well, then I'm, I'm gay. gay. Yes. Well, then I'm gay. And so then all of a sudden, all the fire, de- fire department is standing up, and they all get put in jail because they all were implicated in this, in this cover-up. And apparently they made a deal um, with the commissioner or the judge, or mm-hmm. and which happened to be I forgot his name. Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, from um, who just came out? We all knew he was gay. David Hyde Pierce. No. Um, no, it, it was um, Doogie Howser. No, no, <laughs> it was um, T- Robert Champ. Um, he was one that was in um. um Oh my gosh, it it was a where he was a priest and he married a, this woman in Australia or he wanted to marry this woman in Australia. It was like, um, oh my gosh, Richard Chamberlain. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Just some gay dude. Some gay dude that just came out, <laughs> and um, and so he comes in and he makes a deal with them that just as long as they there was one and that the uh, there was two deals that they made. He says I'll I'll drop all the charges if you do one thing. I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. and the second thing was that you raise money for AIDS, and I'm like. Great. And that will forgive everything. Just raise money for AIDS, which just adds to the whole stereotype that gay men are have AIDS. And I didn't. I was like, no, come on, people. It's just like you know, if if I was racist, I made a racist comment. Um, and so just as long as I uh, raise money for sickle cell, it's like you know, research. It's like, come on. Right. It's like that that isn't necessarily a a connection at all. Lance um, Bass is in it. Yes, he yes. sings at the very. There end. are a lot of good cameos in the movie. Absolutely. I will say that. Dave oh. Matthews. Yeah. Uh, it was surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd show up and they're like, 
wait a minute. And they were great. Yeah. Dave Matthews does a great gay, just so you know. Yes. Oh my god. That in and of itself is worth seeing the movie for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Oh, absolutely. So, but now what did you think about the kids? Because this is where I also found it kind of divided even our community mm-hmm. in this. Um, go ahead. Say more. Well, the thing is, is like, for instance, the young, uh, I feel like I'm doing all the time. Sorry, Kevin. Is like um, where they did all the, 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 the son was not interested in sports. He was more interested in the tap arts, dancing. And the, tap dancing, mm-hmm. dance, music, you know, theater, things like that. And uh, Kevin J. Kevin James was not um, like try, was just not interested in that at all. He was just like, no, you got to get into sports. You need to start considering t-ball or or other various things mm-hmm. and trying to get him into these little league um, sports events. Yeah. And he didn't forbid the activities, but it was clear that he wasn't happy. About right, it. exactly. And he would be like, you know, why don't? And but his her his daughter love sports was mm-hmm. like even i don't know what she was doing i think she was doing like the tally that you do like with baseball where you, you know whether they're first base or second base she was actually like recording the baseball game on mm-hmm. some piece of paper very athletic looking she had athletic clothes on not very feminine except for the long hair was the only thing that indicated that she was a girl mm-hmm. um and yet she was accepted but the young son was not. He had to change. He had to be more masculine. And I sat there going, so wait a minute. So it's okay for uh, a young a young girl to be a lesbian, um, but it's not or okay. Or butch, at least. Act butch, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Or, um, But it's not okay for a son to act feminine or act gay. And so... But I think that was more the beginning of the movie, and eventually Kevin James comes around and and starts supporting the play and helps him with the audition, and, right? And things like that. Huh. But but from the very beginning, the daughter was accepted, all mm-hmm. right from the beginning. Yes, there yes. was no change in her. That right. just because she was more masculine, that was okay. Right. And that was where I was kind of like, wait a minute here. So it really strictly was about gay men. It was not about lesbians. It was not about bisexuality, transgender. I mean, even if, I mean, at the point where he had to make a decision to explain why he had 16 women coming out saying that they've had sex with him, with Mm -hmm. Adam Adam Sandler, um, he couldn't even explain that he was bisexual. It was like, well... It's because he was ashamed. Right, yeah. And... So and so, I guess why I was ups- I I'm so upset about it is that if if we're talking about defamation, I mean, in that glad I mean, we need to include everybody, yes. not just one one aspect of it. And I think, yes, there were some benefits, as Kevin was saying, that um, that Kevin was saying that there was a um, it was reaching an audience that it was definitely not geared to the LGBT community at all. No, um, that it was definitely strict for somebody else, but at the same time. Um, but I guess for me, it's like if, if Glad is going to be sponsoring this or saying this is okay, a good movie to have out there, then it needs to be on all all fronts, that the changes that happen with everything. Um, Why did Glad say they liked it so much? I think it was more of a, a compromise on their part. Like mm-hmm. they, they do acknowledge that there are things that are problematic with the movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like they say it's a perfect movie, but I think and they what they focus the on. Yes, they did. And they did... The, the producers and the writers did work with Glad um, during the process of creating the script to to get their input. So Glad did have some say in it, and they apparently adopted some of their changes, but not all of them. So Glad does say that there are some problems with the movie, but the overall bottom line is um, it's a message of equality and acceptance that needs mm-hmm. to be heard. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they, they endorsed the movie, mm-hmm. which is why I liked it as well. I think you have to meet people where they're at, and I think this movie does that for the Adam Sandler audience. Right. 
Right. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't think I'm gonna see it still. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's true. Adam Sandler movie, right? So I should re- go ahead and set my expectations a little lower. Yes. Yeah. Maybe uh, a little more than lower. Right. We're not expecting like an Oscar award-winning, you know, script or anything like that. It's just goofy, juvenile-type humor. It totally and, is. And pure was, entertainment. That's was, what it is. Was Jessica Biel attractive? She Absolutely. Was, yeah. Yes. Knockout. Good. <laughs> was Jessica the uh, attorney? The attorney, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even I, as a gay man. Psh, oh, yeah. Exactly. I nice. was like, oh, wow. So, yeah. It was kind of a very interesting interesting thing, which is, I'm going to quickly, I, I, do you have anything else to, you wanted to add to the? I think we covered it all pretty oh, much. Oh, okay. Because what at the same time, um, I saw Hairspray. Uh-huh. So contradictory to what I just saw. Like I saw, you know, Chuck and Larry, and then I saw Hairspray. Totally different. But see, one of the things I liked about Hairspray is that it was, even though it had a message, it included everybody. It right. included mm-hmm. fat acceptance. It included racism, or not race, but different races, various genders. You know, I think that that's one of the things that was like quite. If you're gonna do a, um, I don't want to say community building, but a. Um, a, a, a real perspective of 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 racism or even gender issues, uh-huh. um, the various isms in our community. Those would be two movies definitely to see back to back or compare. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I definitely want to see it because you know John Travolta's in drag. And you'll love. Um, uh, the main character. Well, yeah, she's adorable, but I mean, Queen Latifah is fabulous. I mean. There's just yeah, there's so many other great characters as well that it's it's a really good, good movie. You will definitely hate Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, is it Michelle Pfeiffer that's on that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You will absolutely despise her. Oh great. So yep. Well, awesome. Well, Kevin, thanks for stopping by. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Good me. to yeah. see you. You should stop by more often. Invite me more often. Oh, there oh. we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so. so so let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I think, you know, I want to talk a little bit about um, Hotter Than July. Woohoo! Yeah. Can it get any hotter? Can it get any hotter? We'll find out. All right. We'll be right back. This is Beth from S3, the safe sex store. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. So July is after June, and June is Gay Pride Month. Yes. But, you know, there's still, you know, I think summer is just this is a time for, for Gay Pride. And this weekend, actually all this week. I was going to say, it started, I think, yesterday. There's more stuff. Is the Black Pride Society of Detroit, one of the oldest pride societies of its kind um celebrating hotter than july right absolutely and i think that we have victor on the phone we do hi victor how are you i'm finding you how y'all doing oh uh, fine victor, welcome to the show yeah welcome thank you, to closet for Clothes. my pleasure and uh so victor you're with kick right kick yes, is i'm with kick the um lgbt organization for african-american lgbt but you know we have an umbrella of services for all Excellent. So, so tell me what's been going on this week. Tell me about Hotter Than July. Actually, Hotter Than July started last Saturday on the 21st. Oh, oh wow. So it's the 21st through the 29th. So a whole week worth of events. The whole week worth of events. And oh we have things gosh. for, as I say, the old school cats as well as the young school children. <laughs> I love it. 
also, we had um, Dr. Aduma. She had performed soloist violin at the theater in Detroit, and um, the mission was free, and all they they wanted donations or whatever. So they had a lot of things going on. Started um, this past weekend, mm-hmm. and then each day is something different and something special. And then you know all the local clubs and they are getting together and throwing different events. Wow. Fantastic. And of course, Friday is our um, Friday is our candlelight um, visual at Palmer Park from seven. I'm sorry, I believe it's from eight. No, no, no. I'm saying a time wrong. I think it's six to nine p.m. Six to nine this Friday at Palmer Park. Yes, and our candlelight visual. And so, what is the candlelight vigil like? What is the significance? <laughs> the significance is, from what I've learned through the years, is um, people coming together and paying homage to those who have passed and those who have been wonderful advocates for the LGBT community. Hmm. Nice. So kind of a celebration in, in uh, recognition. Absolutely. That's great. And, and, and is there anything, like, for instance, like what's going on? Like, and then, um, so there's also like a conference going on also on Friday, isn't there? There is. There's a conference, I believe it's downtown. I, I don't have my notes. Oh, okay. I, I, but it's downtown, I believe, I want to say the... Um, Western end. Okay. But we have they have several different conferences going on, and then you have a lot of agencies getting together, getting their little um, HIV prevention things together, and they're um, selling points. Just a lot of things going on. Fantastic. That's awesome. So what are what are kind of things are going on at the various clubs and various um, venues? The same old, same old high prices with the gas. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, they have um, different, um, some clubs are, are promising celebrities. I don't know how true that is. Uh-huh. But from resources that I know, I know Strong, the House of Strong Arms is throwing a um, white party hey. at um, the pageant gallery as well as they have, you know, we have a new club called Club Ice, right. which is in um, Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. And I went for the first time two weeks ago, and it was wonderful. I'm talking about air conditioning. Wow. wow. It was really nice, and it's, it's, it's very nice, whatever. So they have several things going on, and then you have your local clubs of GG, the Woodward, um, the Tempo. They'll be hosting certain things or whatever. So they, really everyone, everyone is, is celebrating Higher Than July. Absolutely. It's Detroit. Of course. <laughs> What's your favorite part? What's your favorite part of the week? My favorite part of the week is going to be Saturday, which is the picnic. That's where you get all your people from out of town. You get all the agencies lined up, and you're picnicking and barbecuing. And, of course, your TV personality folks will come out. I ain't going to say no names, but we know who our TV personalities are. right. (laughs) (laughs) And they come out, and we have a good old time. Wow, and that starts at noon, right? Actually, they... On Saturday, they start, it sets up at noon, but we they be out. We be out early. I mean, some people come out around 6 o'clock to oh, start setting up. Wow. wow. Their tents and things like that. And plus, you have a lot of people who are individuals. They come and set up their own little things and have their own little um, marketing thing going on. Oh, cool. So so if I were to come up to Palmer Park this weekend, what, what, should, I, what should I bring? Should I, what should I uh, expect? Bring you a fan and some water. Okay. It's going to be hot. <laughs> well, it is hotter than July, right? Absolutely. Fantastic. So, like, you know, should I be bringing, like, you know, barbecue type stuff, or is that going to be provided? Or? I mean, if you can do that, like, if you're going to bring your own little entourage, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Everyone is going to have it. It's going to be so many barbecue pits going on, but then it is going to be a main barbecue that's going to be selling things. But everybody's probably going to be selling something, so you're not going to go hungry. Ah, gotcha. And everybody, we're all family. You're my brothers, are you not? Right. Absolutely. So there you go. So our brothers and sisters, we're just going to be putting on a show. 
Fantastic. Uh, that's excellent. So how long have they been doing Hotter Than July? I have, Let me see. I've been out the last, what, 10 years. So they've been doing Hotter Than July for, if I've been out, I would say about six or uh, if I've been out, I don't want to get the wrong year, but if I've been out 10 years, I've been, I've been knowing about one for 10 years. So I know it's going to, I'm going to say 10 years plus. Wow. Great. We're going to say 10 years to the second power. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I hear it's one of the oldest in the nation, right? It is. And actually, our vision is to get bigger and better every year. Oh, you my know, gosh. It's like how can you, it gets better during the test of time. How can you get bigger and better? I don't even know what you guys like could do to make it even better. Well, my this is my vision. Okay. I I understand Detroit and Michigan is such a um, DL state, but I see us getting bigger. I see us being down in Hart Plaza. I don't wow. see why not. Absolutely. I don't see why they can't have Channel 4, Channel 7, and Channel 2 watching us march down Wilbur, going straight down to Hart Plaza. Okay. You're absolutely right. That's my vision. That's what I perceive it being. Oh, that would be so amazing. Exactly. Because when I look at New York and all the little, I'm like, okay, that's cute. <laughs> they need to see Detroit. Right? Absolutely. And Detroit is one of the most diverse cities in the world. Yes. You know, and I would love to see a parade. Not necessarily in March, but a, a true parade. A true parade. Because we have one. It's grown since. I have never, I haven't participated when I've been, I've observed it from a distance. But I know it's been so, it's grown. They march around the park of Palmer Park, down a little bit of Woodward, down to Six Mile, which is a side street. And they come down, they extended it. But it's still not the same. I think it should be a little bit more, but it's, it's better. It's going to, it's, I hear it's going to be bigger and better this year. God, wow, that's excellent. So you got to take this baby step. Sure. That's right. That's so, right. So, Victor, tell me, have, there, have you ever caught into trouble with, like, um, people protesting or, like, giving you, like... Um, I, I believe the Ruth Ellis Center had a um, little small pre march on saturday and it was some things where it's supposed to have been a um boycott but i never I, I don't believe the boycott ever made it out there or whatever so we really haven't got into that but you know it's there i haven't personally seen it and been affected by it i hear things here and there but it hasn't been that big mm. usually people is in palmer park and people come and they be like oh it's gay pride Right. Gotcha. Don't worry about it. We're not going to hurt you. You're dry. Right. Exactly. Right. You, you know what you were getting into when you drove up in here. Okay. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. And how many people usually go? How many people usually go? <laughs> it would be thousands of people, and they'd be from all over. That is fantastic. Dallas. I have friends from Dallas, Chicago, California, Florida. They come up for the picnic, but they're, they're here now because we have different things going on each night uh-huh. or whatever. So it's 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 jumping. Absolutely, like man. a jumping bean. Okay, right. And, and they can find out different different events on your website, also, can't they? They can go to the um. Actually, they can go to um. I believe it's APM. dot com along with um hotter than July. dot com. I believe. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And get that information. Because there's several different um flyers out. Like gotcha. I told you, hotter than July. We have some old school things. As well as for the youth, um, young kid things. Absolutely. Because, you know, everybody don't want to go like Dr. Abdullah. She's wonderful, dynamic, creative, and alive. She was playing the violin, but I know the 21-year-old is not going to want to see a soulless violin. Right. Violinist. So, it's all, you know, you got to find your different nits and picks to enjoy yourself. But it's going to be hot. Yeah, so because you've got, like, poetry slams. You've got um, plays going on. Yeah. You've got um, a jazz brunch that's going on. I mean... 
It's a, it's it's really covers a really a wide spectrum. Right. Um, so you got your flyer, and I I left mine in the back. So you see, you got yours in front of you. Right. <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. And how did you do the art exhibit? Like, what is like in the art exhibit that's going on? I'm not really sure. I had a, I know a close friend of mine said they got some um, wonderful arts and they have some um, local talent as well as some out of state talent who have to come in and donate their art and just. You know, collecting right. and hoping people will buy. Gotcha. So it's a co- like a collection of artists, not necessarily a theme or... Right. It's not okay. not so much a theme, but just a collection of artists. Gotcha. And it looks like... And, and looking according to the flyer here, it says that there's not only just the traditional art that we see that we hang on walls, but there's also music and and other th- other types of um, media, if you will. <laughs> right. Because, you know, everything is art. It's, it's how you look at it and um, make it yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Goodness. So now, how did you get involved with this? I mean, did you, were you the, um, how did you get involved? Did you, were the vision behind this or? Uh? Not at all. <laughs> Actually, my executive director used to be the visionary of Hot of the July. Now, you know Curtis Lipcomb. He's the um, executive yes. director of our um, nonprofit kick. And um, yes. I've been knowing him the last three years and I did an intervention. You know, I'm a um, prevention specialist for HIV and AIDS. Ah. And I, he was in one of my interventions. Gotcha. And I said, small world. And he came to me and said, Victor, I need you on my board. So uh-huh. I joined his board, and I've been there ever since, and we've been trying to make things happen. So, you know, Kick is growing, and we're doing a lot of things, and we're collaborating. So Great. along with Hot of the July, we do several fundraisers a year, along with what's going on with Hot of the July. So we're just trying to make it work for everybody, not just MSMs. Right. For the lesbians, everybody just yes. making it work. One Families. big old happy family. Yes. So, will you say more about what Kick does? Like, what do y'all do? We are a nonprofit organization for the LGBT, and we um do several fundraisers that no other nonprofit does. Which uh, we host, um, gentlemen prefer, which lady prefers. Those are musical concerts where there are men and ladies singing love songs for men and women. Oh. We do. We have um a red party, which is at Crate and Barrel this Somerset. Hmm. We had a fashion show, which was called Detroit Drama, which was this past April. We have a fall fashion show coming up in October. So oh, we have a lot of different um, f- fundraisers going on to let the people know this is what we're doing. And if you join Kick, if you go to our website, ekick.org, it has a list of all our um, fundraisers and functions that we're doing and what we have been doing. So when people put into the... Um, organizations this is what we we give back to the community Mm. and again by me being a prevention specialist we've now incorporated our prevention side to the organization we have an umbrella of services Mm -hmm. so for the for the person who's not positive they can come to our organization and get quality things that they need for people who are positive they can come to our organization and get things that are needed so we're just we're branching out to everybody for the lgbt entire well that's amazing absolutely so when Curtis said, Victor, I need you for the talk show, I said, sure, I can do that. <laughs> and it's growing bigger and better. I'm so, pr- I'm so proud to be a something part of this bigger than you and I both. It's, it's, it's a privilege to be. Oh my. Victor, how do you keep the energy? I mean, these are a ton. I'm looking through, and it's e-kick.org. Yes. And it is, I mean, there are so many different events. How do you keep your energy up? I I have a natural high. I don't drink. <laughs> I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. It's just a natural high. And I play enough basketball to get the, sh- the boys together to just have all that good energy. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, Roll off the right side of the bed every morning. They, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, um, and so, um, and so how many folks like actually put this on? 
in terms of oh like for instance they're like do you guys like host various events do you guys all like plan the entire events together <laughs> yeah we, I mean... we um put together a subcommittee so we have a host committee for each one like um me and curtis actually we were the committee for our past fashion show gotcha. and i was the mc yours truly Gotcha. and we was able to bring out the lgbt community as well as the heterosexual community my thing is we are a community as a whole mm. but since they want to separate and divide it we bring them together Gotcha. So we had our two local designers from Detroit. They were straight. And we had our local comedian from Detroit who was also straight. Mm. And their models were straight and were mixed. I and mean, our crowd was mixed. And we were able to bring that together to let everybody know, we ain't going to bite. <laughs> <laughs> we're good to go. We want the same things as you. You can get married. We can get married, too. Right. right. So how do people get involved? If people wanted to uh, get involved with, with Kick? You go to E-Kick and you um, ask for, for a membership and sign up. I think it's $35. And a lot of times for our different events that we hold, our, the friends of Kick, they get a discount. Or you get a perks of getting a um, membership card, which you can get into the Woolworth and very other clubs for free. Really? Uh-huh. On certain, on certain given nights. Right. On special nights, which is high in July, your car won't work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they want to make their money, of course. Okay. <laughs> but otherwise, it's, we have a lot of um, perks and things like that. So we have a lot of things going on with Pandora's Box, which is the old zippers. Nice. The owner, she, we collaborate with her, and we have First Fridays. Uh, we have the next four First Fridays of the month until November, which is called Get Your Life Friday. Yes. And we have a DJ and the music, I mean, music that you would remember back in the day. I'm 28, so y'all probably a little older than me. Back in the day, it's going to make you want to get your life back. Fabulous. I love it. <laughs> That's great. That oh sounds my like God. a lot of fun. So. Yes. Awesome. Wow. So if people want to see you, they can go to Palmer Park on Saturday. Yes, but we'll be out there. Um, we're getting our little um, badges together, and we're going to be passing off flyers with all the other organizations. But you will see the people from Kick out and about. Fantastic. So Thank you won't be able to miss us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Gosh, this is great. Right. Thank you. And any, like, um, being a prevention specialist, I used to be one in my past life. Any, like, big message that you want to get out to people that are listening? Yes. If you choose to have sex, open doors leads to open sores. No glove means no love. Turn on the light. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Can I quote you? <laughs> you may. You may. You may. I tell them all the time. I said, wrap it up. Absolutely. Turn that light off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be mature. Be grown. That's right. Absolutely. You did it. You got it. So now what? You got to live. That's right. I choose abundant life. Absolutely. Good for you. Great. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. And um, so that was Victor, and he um, uh, belonged to the organization um, Kick for, for Kick. LGBT yes. African Americans based out of Detroit. Yes. And Kick, along with the Black Pride Society, puts on Hotter Than July. Yes. And it is always, I always hear great things about the event. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's just, I mean, there's just so much, like, I try to get to as much as I can, and there's always something that I miss, that I, that I hear about. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. Or, um, and so I really encourage folks that of all colors, of all races, to go to the Hotter Than July and support them. Palmer um, Park, right? Yes, absolutely. This Saturday. And if they want more information, they can go to hotterthanjuly.com. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Great. Oh, my so gosh. let's take um, another break. Absolutely. And we'll be right back. All right.
This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. No? Okay. Well, maybe, but you know what I was just thinking? So, um, so I just saw this article, um, and the headline is, get this, Condoms a Hit at Old Folks' Homes. Oh, really? Really. Fantastic. You know what? When I used to do prevention, that was like, when I would bring that up to people, people would just freak out. They didn't want to picture their grandparents having sex. They didn't want to picture like, oh my gosh. Because I used to say on the third of every month, that's when all the process- the sex workers were um, the busiest at the at the old folks home. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. And that's usually when we would see them within like seven to ten days. Huh. Um, the seniors coming into uh, our clinic and, and getting tested because of what they might, because as uh, our previous caller said, as Victor said, you know, you need to wrap it up. That's right. And, you know, it's funny because I saw, um, I was at the National Organization for Women Conference recently. Oh. And, um, which was in Detroit as well. And so they, there was a booth there, and they had these little pins, and they said, um, abstinence promises break more often than condoms. One more time. Abstinence promises break, or, yeah, abstinence promises break more often than condoms. That's true. That's true. Interesting, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that's where, and in fact, I was listening to um, another uh, station where they were talking about um, there were they the they were having a, it was a show and they were talking about uh, the anti-choice and uh, the pro-choice uh, movement mm-hmm. and how um, abstinence versus comprehensive, comprehensive um, sex education, sex education. Uh-huh. and and I was just amazed to hear the. Um, the anti-choice side of where you know the abstinence side where it really is a lifestyle that they're promoting and not necessarily a um a a sex education or a a healthy uh a a holistic uh holistically healthy um attitude so say more what do you mean so well one of the things i found who were who were pro-life were they pro-life or just anti-choice they well they, they were but the base of the show was mostly on i mean i assume i guess i need to make, make it clear that i assume that those are that who are abstinence only um educators are uh anti-choice um, right. So and they, those, were ab- they were absence only educators and mm-hmm. they said that. And they were saying that, like, for instance, people were saying, well, why can't you uh, talk about absence only and masturbation? And the woman would oh. co- counter them and say um, that we're not we're, just talking about sex. We're talking about a choice. Uh, we're talking a about a whole um, a, a whole healthy way of being is how she kept referring to it. As it's a whole, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Is you're not saying telling me that masturbation is a bad thing?" And 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 every time they would confront her on it, she would continually return back to is that we're trying to talk about a whole a, a healthy a lifestyle and. And, I was and so there, her masturbation was a marker of an unhealthy lifestyle. Right, exactly. And mm. the person who was about comprehensive sex education would say that people need to know about all the different sides. They need to know the full circle exactly. of, of taking care of themselves, about health care, and what they could do to be able to keep themselves healthy in whatever circumstances they're in. And 
Including if they're seniors, I suppose. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's really interesting, and I maybe have to check myself and see if that's a, that's an ism of mine. You know, thinking that old people don't have sex. Right, because they they have more sex than a lot of people realize. I mean, there are there are situations. Oh yeah, I think that people don't people don't want to know about it. They think about their grandparents. I mean, everybody's laughing at the studio. But no, yeah, I'm looking this at is... Alex in our in our engineer, yes. and he's sort of grimacing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, most people do not even want to picture their own mother and father, or even consider oh, the fact that their mother yeah. and father. To we just have, lost five listeners. Absolutely, <laughs> um, that they had sex to be able to ha- even have you come along. Um, and I so... was hatched from an egg that the stork dropped off. <laughs> you know Thank what? That I could believe. <laughs> <laughs> I was born on a rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that. So then to make the leap that my grandparents. I mm. mean, then I mean we always hear about oh how about erectile dysfunction. We're always hearing about how people as you get older you can't get it up. You know we see Bob. Uh, Bob Dole. Dole up out there talking well, about it. Well, Ruth McClanahan from Golden Girls, she was kind of a hussy. Oh, I love her. No, no, no. I, I take that back. I apologize. She wasn't a hussy. She was sexually free. Yes, she absolutely. Was absolutely. And I think that that's what people don't really even realize that that is actually going on. I mean, mm. there is. I mean, there is things between shuffleboard. I mean, what, <laughs> you know, things that they do that you know. I mean, you can't do shuffleboard all day long. I suppose and, not. Um, huh? You know, and the bridge parties just you know. Well, that's foreplay. <laughs> absolutely. You know, you're bidding like crazy. Uh, but I think the uh, bingo. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Exactly. And the article is saying that not well. You know, some seniors did use the condoms, but also like like they were passing them on to their their youngins, right? Mm-hmm. Like so. And that's one of the things that was very heartwarming when I used to do outreach and things like this. So there was this one woman that I mean, I was out doing outreach, trying to talk to talk to folks um, that were younger than me at the time, and trying to get the trying to get them to talk about the um, holistic and and comprehensive sex education and things. And I just was having a really hard time. And there was this this older woman, and I would I I'm going to say she probably was of retirement age. She was tenured. Um, yeah, she was. <laughs> 10 years thank you very much and she was just sitting on the porch and i approached her and i said hey i want to make sure you get one of these kind of things and she looked at me like how dare you like what in the world are you thinking of giving this to me and i said well if you can't use it then maybe you might know someone who might who can exactly and i and she turned to me and she goes well what is it and she opened up it was a safety the safe sex packet kind of thing she opened it up and realized what was in it and she turned to me and smiled and all of a sudden she goes boys get out here and i thought oh my god i've offended her and she and like 10 young men come running out and she says i want you to sit down and i want you to listen to this young man (gasps) and (laughs) i had an instant audience and she said you can come by my house anytime (gasps) wow and i thought wow and she was just she was just either house sitting or or taking care of some young men but it was one of those things of she was my gateway of talking to these these young folks and but i think there are things that you're that you're able to talk to your grandparents about that you can't talk to mom and dad sure and and, and I think that that's one of the things that we don't realize is that, um, you know, they're people too. They have the same type of urges. They may not act as 
you know, as often as I did as 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 a teenager, you know. <laughs> but I mean, they just know how to make sure that the foreplay is worth it to the begin to Whoa, the ending. You know, no time is wasted. No, time is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They know how to stoke the engine. That's for sure. Oh my god. So, but I think that that's one of the things that people. I mean, we were we had to do. I mean, there was some sometimes strategic um, outreach where we would go out on the first or the second and pass that stuff out, and people were insulted, but they never turned us down. And because we knew on the third we'd be seeing them in about 10 days. <laughs> so with some type of uh, – and that's why also we were doing work with also the sex workers in the area. So they uh – so that we, if we kept them clean, we knew we were keeping our um, our seniors healthy as well. Wow. Yes. So it was quite a um, – yeah, there's a lot of things when you do uh, prevention work. You kind of cha- – you know what? I I had to challenge myself on a lot of different um, uh, areas of and start thinking of things that I think people do not – I mean, to think of. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and in fact, I think I kind of throw my mother every once in a while when I talk about <laughs> how hot she is and things like this. So. Well, hey, you know, if age just <laughs> You're right. Speechless. You're speechless. speechless. <laughs> well, on that note, I hopefully did lose a lot of listeners with all that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so uh, hopefully I'll have a new perspective this weekend when you go visit the family. Oh, man. And, all uh, right. and you're vacationing. And uh, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbncloisets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else. Hi, on the 106th floor of the Ogilvy Broadcast Demographic Corporation in New York City, two executives sit in conference. The latest global music dominator computer analysis shows that our intelligently rigid demographics are failing in southeast Michigan. Let's get a new radio station started there right away. Hmm, yes. I'm thinking light jazz. Yes, that's the ticket. What about the emerging target demographic of adult urban soulless? Or perhaps alternative top ten. It's really emerging. Wait a minute. The computer is giving us a new readout. It says that rigid demographics don't appeal to human beings at all. That can't be! How can people like more than one thing at a time? The computer detects some kind of paradigm shift. You see, people are tuning in to this bizarre frequency. It's on the left side of the dial. Why, I've never turned my dial to that side before. Let me see that. It's less than 100. It's it's 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and it seems to be spreading throughout the world. Courtesy of www.wcbn.org.